Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast and Sports Podcast brought to you by Kyle Blondin, the host. That's me. Here we are for episode 22, season 2 of this very young and up-and-coming podcast that I appreciate you and and they and everybody else out there that uh, who's joined us week over week supporting the podcast. I'd like to thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm hoping your bets are turning out to profitable bets. I'm hoping you're enjoying the podcast and you continue to spread the word and tune in each week. For those who are new to the Overrated Experience Sports and Sports Betting Podcast, this is a podcast that's dedicated to all sports, looking at the top sports news. I'm going to give you my two cents, my thoughts, my feelings, my outrage. Anything you want to hear about sports, you'll probably hear it here. And also sports gambling. We we talk sports betting and all sports. Now, if you're tuning into recent podcasts, it is NFL season. So it is time for us to focus our attention to NFL. And we're already hitting week 11, coming off a pretty successful week 10 but, you know, these other sports are going to start creeping in very soon as we wind down and head to the playoffs in the NFL. That NHL, NBA season is going strong. EPL is also going strong. Bundesliga, all sorts of stuff happening and uh, a lot going on. So uh, tune in, sit back, and enjoy. Grab your beer, grab your coffee, grab your tea, whatever you want to drink, and let's get going. All right, you can follow the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast on Twitter at overrated EXPER2. That's overrated EXPER2 on Twitter, aka X. And you can follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And you can probably find those links in your episode details on your podcast provider. So, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about props and we're going to talk about over-unders and that's what we do in the second podcast in the week we like to drop two please tune into episode 21 where we talked about all the picks against the spread and a lot of things happening since tuesday when we put that podcast up a lot going on significantly impacting some of the picks that i made when i made my pick on tuesday as an example i took the I, in the cleveland brown pittsburgh steeler game uh, there was no news that Deshaun Watson was out for the season with a busted shoulder, a broken bone in his shoulder requiring season-ending surgery. So that is the case. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are now, again, they're, they're an underdog, which I don't understand. I do not understand how the loss of Deshaun Watson has not completely changed that spread around. And I might uh, sprinkle a little bit more money on the Steelers this uh this week, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie, UCLA rookie, who played one game earlier this season when Deshaun Watson was out. I think he has promise, but I think he's still very, very green. And I don't see a good matchup between him and the Steeler defense on Sunday. So uh, watch out for that. That's a big impactful. The Buffalo Bills firing Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator. And I, I don't think I uh, am the, I'm alone on this when... When you look at and if you watched the Bills' offense play, you know Josh Allen has not played like Josh Allen. The decision making has been horrible ever since uh, the game against the Jets to open open up the season on Monday Night Football. Terrible decisions by him. I don't put that on the offensive coordinator. And a lot of recently drop balls, balls through hands, tipped interceptions, fumbles which is really tough on a coordinator. And what's a head coach going to do, I guess, uh, Sean McDermott? He's gonna, he's on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoffs, he's done. And he's got to make a move for the sake of making a move, and he's done that. So Ken Dorsey, 
Well, we'll miss you. And uh, Ken Dorsey, famous for uh, flipping out last year, if you know it, if you remember against the Dolphins. You know how the offensive coordinators, when they're calling games up in the booth, they had the close camera shot as he's flipping out when the Bills lost that game late in the uh, late in the fourth quarter there. So what other action, what other news is coming out? And I'll probably remember as time goes on. Uh, but uh, we're gonna go into the week eleven over under picks. So get your uh, pen and paper out. Last week we again had a solid five picks, three wins, two losses. That's what we kind of been doing the last two weeks. So I, we got we lost on the Bills. Denver game that was a point below the 46 and a half total. So would have loved to have that one, but we're three and two. That's just the way it goes. And by the way, my picks are for fun. Please, that you're following my journey in the sports betting world. I do not recommend banking and selling the house on what I'm telling you here today. These are my picks. These are my suggestions. This is for fun. You take it for entertainment. I am not expressing for you to go out and unload based on what I say. I'm no professional by any means. I like to play one on TV, though. So, week 11, over-unders. What do we have? Five picks for you heading into the weekend, which sucks. We don't have a Sunday morning game, a 9.30 game. Uh, You know, we've last two weeks we had games out of Germany and a couple weeks before that, games from London. I think we got to make that a normal situation a 9 30 a.m football game but i don't make the rules i just abide by them cowboys panthers panthers suck cowboys tend to beat up a low uh hanging fruit and i mean by that is crappy teams panthers fall into that category they're a crappy team uh 41 and a half is the total here now here's why i like the over on this one the cowboys like i said just beat the living shit out of teams that are beneath them uh, in talent and in the standings. And uh, they don't let up. You know, they like to get the ball into the guys, CeeDee Lamb, etc. cetera. Uh, but I also think that the Panthers might change their offensive outlook and try to allow the, uh, Bryce Young to shine. Frank Reich, I think after the loss against the Bears, you know, 10 days ago, or almost 10 days ago, uh, on Thursday night or last week, well, seven days, ten days when the game's going to kick off, that I think he understood that instead of kicking that field goal attempt, which was stupidly short, that he should have let Bryce Young win or fail or you know be successful or fail on that final drive. And I got to believe the writing's on the wall for Frank Reich to let Bryce Young go. What are they? What are they waiting on? It's not like they're. Uh, Place in the standings is going to impact their first-round pick. It's gone. Let Bryce Young go. Let him loose. I know it's going to be tough against this Dallas defense, but I think with the Cowboys looking to, again, beat the living shit of a team that's well beneath them and put up stats, uh, and then add in probably a philosophical change for the uh, Florida Panthers. That's hockey. Carolina Panthers, 41.5 to me, seems way too low. I'll take the over. Now we go to the Pittsburgh-Cleveland matchup. Like I said, Deshaun Watson uh, is out. He's done. He's gone for the year. After that big comeback against Baltimore, I guess he played with a busted shoulder in that second half, that entire second half to knock off Baltimore, which is pretty impressive because he was getting questioned on his toughness. So not bad, not bad. Does his shoulder need a massage? That's a 
dig at you know why he was suspended and or uh, you know missed a lot of time last year. So read up. You should know that joke. The over under is thirty two and a half, and I'm going to tell you right now that thirty two and a half is so low. It's drawing me in. It's sucker me in. It's making me get on top of the over here. So thirty two and a half again with the over. I I gotta believe that Cleveland scores at least one touchdown. Pittsburgh scores at least two touchdowns. A uh, couple put in three or four field goals, and the math probably adds up some way over thirty three or so. But thirty two and a half is too low for an NFL game. You got me. I'm on it. I'll take the over. Not because there's any fact or rhyme or reason, because it's the damn number, and I'm a sucker for a low total. New York Giants, Washington Commanders. Now, the last time we've seen these two teams match up, the Commanders actually lost in MetLife Stadium 14-7 to the New York Giants. The Giants, again, had Tyra Taylor at that point. Now they got... Danny DeVito, I don't know, it's uh, Nick, whatever the hell, whatever DeVito's, Da Vinci, whatever, who cares? He's not a quarterback. He's not an NFL caliber quarterback. This game's going to go under 36 and a half because I do believe Washington is going to win this game, but they're going to play down to the team they're playing against, and that's the New York Giants, a divisional matchup. I like the under here, 36 and a half. Call it under if the Giants put up any points at all. All right, next one. Pick number four. We got the New York football giants this time taking on the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, the Bills are struggling. Ken Dorsey's out. The Bills are reeling. They're letting the division slip away. Miami's probably about to close this division out. And the Bills are left hanging on for dear life to try to even get into the playoffs. So they come into Buffalo again at home and it's not like their home field advantage is showing any uh sort of advantage at all and uh you know with that game against denver they look terrible jets coughed it up in las vegas zach wilson sucks let's let's put it out there he's trash however i do believe that the jets keep this game close i do believe that they always show up and affect Josh Allen and Josh Allen's at his lowest point right now so I could see this game turning out exactly in some ways like the Denver game but the Jets defense to me is better than the Broncos defense and I see the Jets slowly moving the ball down the field punting 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 and I don't see this game going over 40 points so I'm going to take the under here, 40 points. The battle in New York State, Jets, Bills. And finally, the top game of the year maybe, or at least anticipated game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly, against the Kansas City Chiefs, which are your champions and my champions. Let's respect the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. Let's respect that Patrick Mahomes is the top player in the NFL, the most valuable player. I don't care who is doing what this season. And he again, that doesn't mean this year he wins or does not win an MVP award. He is, you know, the most valuable player in the NFL and the biggest difference maker in the world of football. And this is a rematch, obviously, of the Super Bowl. I can't see why these offenses would start slowing down on Monday Night Football. I like this going over 45 and a half. I know that it was kind of disappointing to watch the Chiefs and and 
Dolphins finished at a 21-14 finish in Germany. We thought that would be a, a blow, like kind of a you know a back and forth track meet. But Philadelphia is established, obviously. Jalen Hurts in that offense. He's got to get AJ Brown the ball. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got to keep happy. I think Patrick Mahomes is also going to step up, and we get we're going to have a shootout here, an old fashioned shootout on Monday Night Football. So that's the over undies. All right. Those are the over-unders for week 11, and we move on. Move on to prop, 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 props. And these are player props, team props, whatever is defined as a prop. You might find it here. I give you seven picks. Last week, we actually struggled. We were, we're really struggling the last two weeks. And when I say really struggled, we're three and four the last two weeks. And it's not, uh, not something I like to admit, but that's the reality, and that's the cold, hard truth. And I got to suck it up and get better this week. And I like some of the picks here. It was hard going through the combing through the schedule here, trying to find some matchups I liked. But I think I got seven here for you that are worth taking a second look at. Now my boy is back after a bye week, Tyreek Hill. His receiving total is at 90 and a half off a of bye week. They take on the Vegas Raiders. And by the way, did you hear Vegas uh, is also going to get a baseball team? The Oakland, the Oakland A's are moving to the Las Vegas area. Now, if you look at Twitter, here, here's what bugs me, is that the headline, and and then you think even a sports headline, does this mean every other line and every other, other aspect in life is similar? The headline just talks about unanimously MLB owners have decided to approve the move to Vegas. My understanding is that they still have one year left on their lease in the Oakland Coliseum. And then also... It's not for another four or five years before the stadium that is proposed to be built in Las Vegas is going to be ready. So is the story not just as big as they're moving, but what are we doing between then, right? There's four or five years potentially before they're in the new stadium. Does that mean it's four or five years before they even get out of Oakland? Like, what's the story here? I think that's getting lost in a lot of headlines I think misrepresent the actual story beyond just that the team is moving. The when part is pretty important. I'm not seeing that in the story. So Oakland A's, media, get your act together. But the team that is in front in Las Vegas, the second team to move from Oakland, uh, the Raiders, they're going to get smoked by the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins traditionally like to, you know, pad their stats to put the ball in the air, put the ball on the ground, spread it out, and Tyreek Hill is that guy. He's going to be 100 plus again on the weekend. So 90 and a half, 90 and a half. I have no problem going with the over with Tyreek Hill. Tampa Bay, San Francisco. We have a game where I guess we believe that it's going to be one side at one, you know, a good old fashioned fight where one guy's punching, the other guy's receiving into the face. Uh, so that's what people think that the 49ers, after the win in Jacksonville, that they're back on track after losing street, three straight. And they take on the Buccaneers that had a big win against Tennessee. Mike Evans had a huge monster game, 143 yards uh, against the Tennessee Titans. I know that the 49er defense is not Tennessee. They're, we've got a top-tier defense. But why would Baker Mayfield not be targeting Mike Evans? And why would Mike Evans not have some big plays to at least – you know, gets 60 yards. His over-under in receiving yards is 55 and a half. And like I said, he had 143 last week, 87 the week before. So 55 and a half, I'm going to take my chances that Mike Evans, whether it be one or two catches, 
might be 30 plus, 20 plus in each of those catches that should take him over that 55 and a half yards. Arizona Houston, it's interesting matchup now with Kyler Murray being back. CJ Stroud on fire. First year quarterback, second overall pick, coming off a big win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, definitely taking the lead by storm. He's up against Kyler Murray, former first overall pick, back from ACL surgery. What do we got here? What do I think? I think in Kyler Murray is rushing totals, the, the uh, prop to focus on in this game. His line is set at 29 and a half yards. He rushed for 33 last week. Why would it change this week that he takes off out of the pocket? I like 29 and a half over for Kyler Murray. And that could be that could take place on one play. Could be one play where he gets the 30 plus yards. So I think that's an easy one. And I think the line is wrong. Right? Because I'm an expert. That's that's what I want to express here. Uh Dallas, Carolina, back to that. We talked about this game in the over-under. We know that Dak likes CeeDee Lamb and likes to pat his stats. And really, uh, he's he's the true number one on that team. But let's not forget that Brandon Cooks is a big factor to later success for the uh, Dallas Cowboys as they head into the playoffs. You could tell last week that Brandon Cooks had like 100, what is 150, 60 yards receiving or 130, whatever it was. He is... Tr- Getting on the map here of uh, Dak Prescott. And if you see, his over-under is 35 and a half. Receiving yards for Brandon Cooks, who, a guy who just smashed over 100 yards last week against the Giants. Same scenario. Garbage team. Cowboys like to run the score up. I like Cooks over 35 and a half at minus 110. LA Chargers take on the Green Bay Packers. This is a very interesting game. What is the Green Bay Packers? Well, uh, they're struggling. They showed a little offensive punch against Pittsburgh last week. However, uh, they're still not obviously having the season they want. The Chargers coming off a win against the Jets. They're up and coming uh, as far as uh, the rest of the season goes. But what I like here is I, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, of course, that's the whole point of the podcast, and that's how I fill time by me telling you why. Jordan Love. Over passing yards, 229 and a half. And here's why. And here's the answer. He threw it for 289 against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week in a losing effort, which is probably his best offensive output of the year, which it was, not probably. Previous games, he passed for 228 and 229. So he's hovering around that mark. And what pushed me over the edge was not just the last game where he exploded in the air, that didn't sound good, but we'll go with it. Is that the Chargers' last two matchups giving up 263 yards to Zach Wilson? Embarrassing, even though they won. Giving up 232 yards to Tyson Bajan of the Bears? Embarrassing. So add in that I probably think the Green Bay is going to go to the air a lot more and continue as the year goes on to develop Jordan Love. And the fact that you know, the Charger secondary is a complete bag of dog shit. So I think that uh, over 229.5 is a, is a logical uh, uh, expectation for Jordan Love at home against the, the uh, L.A. Chargers. Minnesota, Denver. Our boy Josh Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs, the story of the NFL. The man who started out in Cleveland 
in the offseason, gets dealt to the Cardinals, thrown into the fire, has a decent run with the Cardinals, kept these this terrible team in games, gets moved to the Minnesota Vikings for a sixth-round pick after Kirk Cousins goes down with an Achilles season-ending surgery, and he steps in, he's 2-0. God damn it, Joshua Dobbs. Man, you're just having a, a hero-type season. But even before you moved to Minnesota, I stated on this podcast, he's already established himself as a, you know, the next 10 years quarterback in the NFL. Not your franchise quarterback, but situations exactly like this. When you need the next guy, Joshua Dobbs is that guy. So you need the next guy, he is that guy. Joshua Dobbs. That's a catchphrase. When you need the next guy, he is that guy. So Joshua Dobbs takes on Russell Wilson, which don't let the stats fool you. Don't let the recent run fool you. Let your eyes tell you the truth. Watching Russell Wilson in the pocket, he drops straight back. Unless he's running, he's not throwing on the run. He's taking off out of the pocket, but when he drops back the pass, more than not, Eight out of ten times, he's going to look down the field, look to the right, his second option, and then check down. Okay? there's a That's a red flag to me. It's a red flag to me that he's not making quick decisions, and it's going to catch up to him. And I think it's if it's not Minnesota, it's, it's, it's going to be quickly down the road where he steers the Broncos off that playoff run that they are now back in. Okay? But in this game, as far as props go, Joshua Dobbs is lying for rushing attempts, or sorry, rushing yards, is 29 and a half. Now, Joshua Dobbs, the last five games, has 40 plus, 40 plus yards in five games. The last five games split between Minnesota and Arizona. Joshua Dobbs on the run is part of his repertoire. So I don't know why this line is so low for the rush yards. And actually, like I maybe I've undersold the value of Josh Dobbs and his legs. Okay? So Josh Dobbs, looking back at the entire season, you have... I'm killing time here because I'm going to the score app. And God damn it, it's so damn slow. Let's go. Game log. So against New Orleans, he rushes for 44 yards. Atlanta, first game with Minnesota, rushes for 66. Rushes for only 26 against Baltimore. In Seattle, 43, with the Rams, 47. Struggled against the Cincinnati Bengals, only rushed for one yard. But against San Fran, 48 yards rushing. Dallas, 55 yards running. Against the Giants, 41 yards rushing. So he's got a history of taking the ball and running with it as part of the offense that he brings to the table. So I think that's absolute value there. I'm putting up a V to the microphone for value. All right? So... uh, that's mark that down write it down okay again when you need the next guy he is the next guy joshua dobbs philadelphia kansas city to close this out game of the year maybe i just talked about this in the over-unders here's an interesting one i think the line at passing touchdowns at three and a half and it only being at minus 110 there's a lot of value here I'll tell you why. Last three games, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts has hit that mark, two or more passing yards. Mahomes is a little up and down. He's kind of up and down where, you know, he's had one, you know, then two or none, and then bam, four. 
So you put Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes on the same field and give me a three and a half passing touchdowns prop that's only has low juice on it, I'm going to do it. I'm drinking that juice. I'm doing it. So that's where you have it. All right? It's like, I know you want to... Oh, by the way, again, just as my research out there, as far as, you know, I talked about no worries. Just had it in the drive-thru again today. Ordered two coffees. It, they, th- I thank the person for taking my order. No worries. It's spreading. It's spreading and it's not going away. The word thank you is on the way out. Kind of like supper was to dinner. And uh, the world's changing. And it's, uh, I don't know if I like it or not. But, uh, oh, scariest times, scary times. So to recap, I don't think I recapped the uh, Cowboys. Uh, sorry, I don't recap the over-unders. Quickly, over-under, Cowboys, Panthers, over 41.5. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, under 32.5. New York Giants, Washington Commanders, under 36.5. New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, under 40. Philadelphia Eagles and KC in the Monday Nighter over 45 and a half. There's your five picks for the over-under. For the props, we had Tyreek Hill over his receiving total of 90 and a half yards. Mike Evans also over his receiving total of 55 and a half yards. Quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray over rushing total, his rushing total over 29 and a half yards. Dallas Cowboy receiver Brandon Cooks over his receiving total of 35 and a half. Green Bay quarterback Jordan Love over 229 and a half passing yards. Josh Dobbs, quarterback Minnesota Vikings over his rushing yards, 29 and a half. And finally, the Philadelphia and Kansas City Monday Nighter over three and a half total in-game passing touchdowns. So what that means is that it could either be two touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns by Jalen Hurts, and plus two touchdowns by Patrick Mahomes equals the four. It could be three by one quarterback and one by the other, or four and none by the other, or 20 by one and none by the other. I'll get my bet and get my win. So over three and a half passing touchdowns total in the game. That will do it. Again, your ears have had a chance to hear my voice. The pleasure is all yours. The overrated experience sports and sports betting podcast is going to be out. But just remember, next week is the traditional three games on Thursday because of the American Thanksgiving. And guess who's going to be there? Well, on my couch with a beer and enjoying. Let's see if I can stay awake and stay coherent until we reach the 8 o'clock San Fran-Seattle matchup, which is a pretty big matchup. So I wish you the best. Join us on Twitter, like I said, Overrated Experience at Overrated EXPR2. Let me know that you've joined and you're part of following the podcast. We're going to leave it at that. Good luck. Thanks again for tuning in. We're over and we're out.